It's the Gate 13 Podcast. We're talking about Stanford football. I'm Isaac. And I'm Eric. Week 13 of college football. The axe remains in Berkeley as Stanford fumbles away the big game at 27-20 loss. Cardinal finished the Pac-12 season at 1-8 and are now 3-8 overall. We'll talk about the loss and look ahead to the season finale this Saturday against BYU. Season finale, I like the sound of that. Nightmare's almost over. Yeah, is it? So Stanford, as expected, <laughs> loses in the big game, uh, 27 to 20. Uh, Stanford was leading for most of the game, uh, led 17 to six at the start of the fourth quarter and just completely choked it away. Um, Gave up a touchdown, and then on the ensuing possession, fumbled, scoop and score. That was basically it. Uh, there were opportunities to to get back in after that, but uh, you know, not with this offense. So um, once we relinquished the lead, it was it was pretty much we were uh, never going to score. There. We were never going to score more than twenty. We never, never going to score. Was it was amazing. Table. We got twenty. Yeah, and we got twenty at the very last second. Um, so naturally, the Cal fans. It was a packed house uh yeah good for cal for filling their their stadium uh cal fans of course storm the field afterward um which you know i guess this is your football program you storm the field after retaining a trophy you already have against a team that has one conference win that's worse than you um standard cal there you go nice work everybody when you can't win a bowl game you have to celebrate the little victories (laughs) when you yeah this this is as we discussed last week if you're going to put up a statue of a fluke play that's the peak of your program great you know okay storm the field good job at least no one knocked down the goalposts right they didn't tear those down (laughs) carry them down the canyon yeah no this isn't yeah it like (laughs) it's just classic cal um so, uh, you know, horrible game, uh, as we expected. Uh, but there was one, uh, one brief moment of hope uh, before the game. The, the, the Stanford was going to wear good uniforms and did. Yeah, we're wearing the throwbacks that we yeah. wore, uh, wore against Oregon last year when we beat the Ducks. Yeah. Uh, at our three and one start. And so they announced that on Friday and we figured that shoe in guaranteed victory gotta win yeah and it almost was i mean yeah. it was it is our uh, 20 points was our best offensive output in like eight games or something yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. so you know uh serve sort of, so it was a good sign we thought we thought maybe yeah you know it, for those of us pulling to for a, a win in this game, in any case, that's true. Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, it it didn't turn out that way. Uh, Does that I mean it's not the jerseys; it's the podcast. We should probably. It's still, it's still definitely the jerseys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, but then there the other uh, pretty amazing thing from this game, as all season, Josh Carty. Man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and particularly he, he had the field goal. Early in the game, made it seventeen uh, six, but or no, I think ten to six. Ten six, um, yeah. But we did. We ended the game, which I was sort of as we were watching it, trying to figure out. I think technically would have been the right call either way. From a like, we were down ten, uh, needing ten points in quote unquote field goal range. Even with like almost no time on the clock, you could 
kick the field goal. If an onside kick takes zero seconds because the clock doesn't run until the ball is touched on a kickoff, uh, then you maybe would get one play to throw a Hail Mary. There were only five seconds left on the clock, so I don't think that was enough time actually to do yeah. that. But with five seconds left on the clock, uh, Shaw trots out the field goal unit to kick a 61-yard field goal. Yep. Uh, basically, as time expires, because the ball's going to take more than five seconds to go 61 yards. <laughs> uh and Cardi nails it. Of course, yeah. it's like right through the middle. It yep. was, it was plenty know, of leg. It was not, it was not close. I don't know how much further it could have gone. Maybe sixty five or something. It certainly yep. had a few yards. It was easily cleared. It. Um, funniest thing to me about this is that meaningless kick actually covered the over uh, <laughs> on the over under by half a point. Yeah, uh, I think it was forty six and a half or something, and that made it forty seven. Yeah, um, I can only assume that the reason for doing that was acknowledging like maybe Cardi can win the Lou Groza. Let's yeah. Let's get yeah. him these. Um, it was the longest field goal in Stanford history. I think yep. the previous was 59. There are a couple of people who didn't the longest in big game history. Not surprising. Uh, I think is the longest field goal in college football this year. Uh, I don't by know several how yards. I think it was I don't by know like how five yards. To like the longest. I don't know what the longest ever in college football was. I don't know. It's gotta be um, in that range though. Yeah. But 61 yards stays perfect. And, Man, I wish we'd been kicking. These every, I know every yeah. time we got to the forty-yard line. No, God, we should have been kicking. We should have been punting. Kick a field goal. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, we we but, knew that early in the season. We knew that, but uh, yeah, I mean that's amazing. Like, obviously, just like tax and points on at the end of the game doesn't affect the outcome, but like pretty awesome. It was also funny because the game has expired when it goes through the uprights, and so there are shots of uh, Justin Wilcox, Cal's coach celebrating with his arms up in the air. I think also Cal's uh, quarterback, Jack Plummer, like celebrating, seeming, I presumably they are celebrating the victory. That they no, they're celebrating the, 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 the greatest field goal I, they've ever you know, seen. Yeah. It's possible that they're like happy to see Josh. And, you know, I could see Justin Wilcox being like, yeah, man, go kick the 60 yard field goal. Why not? It's not like he's got anything to lose either. His team also yep. sucks. He knows. Yep. Uh, so, like, you know, yeah. there might have been a little bit of, wow, this is exciting to watch. We just saw everyone's happy to see it. in, in uh, yeah. big game history. Sadly, that was <laughs> I think we maybe the only highlight, real highlight of the game. The yeah. only part of the game that I think we'll remember uh, going forward because yeah. the rest of the game, I mean, I guess for three quarters of the game, it looked okay, but. Yeah, in general, this, it was looking like one of those games where like the defense was going to win us the game. The offense yeah. like couldn't do anything. We did have a couple of touchdown drives, um, but the the defense, you know, as has happened several times this season, they kind of did their part. They technically only allowed twenty points. You know, there was the defensive touchdown for Cal, um, so you know they they weren't great. Cal helped us out a lot. Um, Cal was passing the whole game. I don't know who they put in charge of play calling now that they fired like a bunch of people on their offensive staff. But everybody who is, has beaten us is just like, well, everybody's beaten us is just like scored more than 20 but points. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like teams have been able to run the ball at will against us. And we were thinking like, Cal, even if you think you're bad at running the ball, just run the ball anyway. Yeah. And then they ran the ball pretty well. They ran five for over five yards of carry. It's their second highest all season. Um, their most yardage, uh, net yardage on the ground since week four. Um, 
but they threw the ball 43 times. They threw the ball <laughs> twice as much as they ran it. And then and admittedly, like, they did, they moved the ball very well against us, but they threw two interceptions in the end zone. Yes. Terrible, terrible bad, throws. By bad Jack throws. Yes. That like easy picks, which, yeah. So I don't give our defense too much credit. Cal was in position like in the red zone, but yeah. then we prevented points. It's the classic Lance Anderson, Ben Dumfries. <laughs> um, right. But like also, I said, Cal's receivers seemed to drop. I think they had five official drops recorded and that yeah. is lower than it felt like while yeah. watching the game yep. uh i was just like yeah why why were they not running <laughs> constantly why those numbers flipped yeah totally um, so yeah, that we might had, our tackling was bad you know like yeah. they could have just been running it all game yeah, yeah. um and then it, after one of our interceptions we all we don't know what the hell happened here um this was the the first interception the first right? one yeah uh yeah uh, Gilman's interception. Gilman makes a, a great interception in the end zone, lands on the ground like he's down in the end zone, and like runs it out of the end zone to you know celebrate with his team because he just yeah, he's made running a towards, and, towards the Stanford sideline, right, with the ball up in the air, right. And a player from Cal, for some reason, thinks that the play is live. I don't know what he's doing, but he runs over and tackles Gilman while he's celebrating, which is like. And then, like, and so, like, a whole scrum ensues and whatever. Did they even throw a flag on that? I don't, I don't think anyone called a penalty on it. What the hell is that? Just like, <laughs> how is that guy still in the game? Yeah. I was, I'm, if only Jamal Rashad Patterson were there to start punching guys out. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, is the saving grace that it was such a dumb thing to do that it couldn't possibly have been worthy of a penalty? Been, or, like, couldn't have possibly been intentional because... Because it was, why it was would so dumb. Yeah, it was, like... So, anyway, late hit. We, like, nothing seemed to have come of it. Um, garbage. Garbage. Kick, kick Cal. Ban Cal from the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to handle it, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we can talk a little bit about the offense. Um it's kind of what we've seen all season. You know, yeah. we we scored 20 points only because we had the longest field goal in Stanford history to make it so that it wasn't 17. You know, we figured we were going to max out at 17 and then we almost did. Um, so, yeah, a couple touchdown drives. Uh, Mitch Lieber um, was like heroic in this game on offense. Like for a guy who's basically like what the seventh string, eighth string running back, the emergency running back. He looked totally credible you know, for a lot of yeah, the game. Yeah, he was credible pretty is a good, good word. He, he still had less than, less than four yards per carry. He, I, but yeah, he I mean, he had over 80 yards and scored a touchdown. Had, right. He had a couple good passes, uh, uh, multiple catches, I think. He One-handed seven, catch in the red zone. Yeah. And seven total receptions for 50 yards. So, yes, he was, he was surprisingly effective. I yeah. think that speaks to how bad Cal's... Cal's <laughs> defenses maybe yeah. um but it did also feel like the rest of our offense was anemic ashton daniels uh, also ran pretty well but we mentioned uh Tigango, uh turnovers hurt us and the worst was probably daniels uh fumbling on a keeper uh in our own half of the field that cal scooped up and scored right uh and and gave cal the lead 20 to 17 which is at that point, I think was where we, well, that was not exactly where we gave up hope. I think where we gave up hope was then, uh, Mickey throwing an interception with about two and a half minutes left when we were only right. down three that Cal then right. came and scored on. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, but that at that point it was like, okay, we're gonna lose this game. <laughs> like yeah, we're not was... we're not we're not coming back from this. Yeah. It was yeah. uh um being down three points was enough to make it feel like the game was lost. <laughs> yeah. And, and and again, it's you know, Daniels has had some good runs this season, including earlier in this game, he broke off a long one. Um yep. and so we have seen and he's you know, he looks pretty good while he's running. You know, he's like he's a fast dude. Um, but again, putting a freshman in this situation where what we need to do is like ice this game. We need to touch, we need a scoring drive. We need to use some clock here and we trot out the freshman package. You know, it's just not really putting him, putting him in position to succeed. And then obviously ball security is an issue. We fumbled so many times this season. Like, I don't know if we are the most, if we've fumbled the most, out of any we're, we're any team pretty, in college football season? We're pretty close, I know, in turnovers yeah. loss or turnovers total. Uh probably so we're probably close to worst in fumbles, if not the worst. Yeah. Um which it does at some point, you know, I think early in the season we're like, well, okay, part of that must be flukiness, but it's continued on that way the whole season. Which Across m- like, multiple okay. players, too. It's not, what it are, wasn't just EJ. It wasn't just Philkins. Right. Yeah. yeah. We've had our, uh, our punt, we continue to muff punts yeah. as well, which is just like, all right, what is happening this season in, in that has made it so that we cannot hang on to the ball? Um, right. I think maybe uh, that's all we need to talk about, Cal, but I think a more holistic look briefly. We suck, as we've said every week. Yeah. Uh, I think now that the conference season is over, one and eight in conference, we're one in fifteen in our last sixteen conference games. Yep. Uh, I guess we somehow <laughs> last season had beaten USC and Oregon early in the <laughs> what, season. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, one in fifteen in our last sixteen conference games. And it's like, why? How is this acceptable? Yeah. It's it's what we've been saying every week. There's no way that this should be acceptable. Anybody who's anybody in the Stanford Athletic Department who's like, yeah, this is fine. We'll bounce back next year. Hasn't been is like one of the many people who hasn't actually been attending the football games this year <laughs> um, or watching the football games this year. Uh, this is a joke at this point. And the idea you know, we made the we made the crack it, during the intro that like. The nightmares, the nightmare is over. The nightmare of this season is over, but like this could easily continue. Um, yeah. And I, I think we kind of uh, expect that it probably will, <laughs> which is, which is as depressing we'll find, as we'll we've find been out all in season. a week or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, other games in the Pac-12 this past week, there were, uh, it was exciting, I think we talked about it, it was an exciting week for the Pac-12. Um, starting off, Washington State 31, uh, beating Arizona 20. Arizona, sadly, will not make a bowl this year. Yeah, uh, poor Wildcats. So seven, seven bowl teams uh, this year, Washington State. Yeah. Uh, cements themselves in the top half of the conference. Yep. It's uh, a big then, gap between the two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State, speaking of which, Oregon State 31 over Arizona State 7. Yep. So, Beavs blowing out ASU, whatever issues they had in the middle of the season where they struggled with us, they seem to have corrected, which might yep. lead to an exciting game. Right. Uh, this week, I think the other blowout game, Washington 54, Colorado 7, not close. Yep. Meanless. And then there were the two very exciting games. 
so USC defeats UCLA 48-45. 470 passing yards from Caleb Williams. I think I, I saw it. maybe a set during the game that that was maybe a record for the USC UCLA game or something. It could be. That's uh, a little surprising if so, given. It, well, that's know, true. Long history of yeah. good USC quarterbacks. But um, yeah. And I also have note in that one. Austin Jones, former Stanford running back, had 121 yards on 21 carries because Travis Dye, uh, the previous starting running back for USC, former Oregon running back, uh, was injured. So, yeah, there were there were a lot of times this uh, I feel like this weekend where I'd open up ESPN.com and it would have some story about USC on the front page and it would have a picture of Austin Jones. And every time it's like, damn it, come on. Who can blame him though? Like that, you know, it's it's a good team that USC yeah. team. I mean, I, bef- I feel like before this game, I would have said like because he was not getting a lot of carries, but now he got his chance and gets to have fun. And USC clinches a spot in the Pac-12 championship game, yep. so Jones will get to play in one of those. Yep. Uh, and then the uh, also comment on this: play some defense. We held both these teams <laughs> to less than they scored in this game. Yeah, it's a lot of points. <laughs> one of them, one of them should hire Lance Anderson to be defense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, then the other on the other end of the spectrum, Oregon uh, defeated Utah twenty to seventeen. I think both quarterbacks were maybe playing injured in this game. I think Bo Nix was like not running until the end of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and Cam Rising I think has also been injured and is like playing hurt. Yeah. Maybe part of why it's so low scoring, uh, but this also sets up Oregon uh, to if they beat Oregon State, they are in. Pac-12 championship. Yep. Uh, I think if they lose to Oregon State, then both Utah and UW. I think I think UW maybe just needs to win and have Oregon lose, and Utah needs both UW and Oregon to lose, or something like that. Is it is it based on? Uh, is it based on like head to head? Or I think it probably starts with total record, then head to head, then I think common yeah. opponents and stuff like that. Turns out it's not relevant to us this year, so. Don't pay that much attention. Yeah, um, UW, UW has a shot to get in, though. Um, yes, UW, and, UW yeah. definitely still has a shot. I think I saw one thing on the internet that was like maybe UCLA has a shot, but I have not seen that from. I don't think anyone they else. Can. They're, so they're don't, five and three in conference now, so I don't think maybe that's possible if, at this maybe point. if all of them lose. Although that seems like Oregon would still get Oregon it. would still get it. Yeah, if Oregon beats the Beavs. They are in. That's yeah. the that's the most yeah. clear. That's uh, right. Clear path. I think the other thing of note is that usc is now up to number six in the college football playoff rankings the games they have left are against we'll talk about this uh a very highly ranked notre dame team and (laughs) a ranked team in the pac-12 championship so usc if they went out i think is a almost a lock for the playoff yeah well there's there are losses that will occur like up ahead of them. So like Michigan and Ohio state will play each other. So if one of them just gets totally obliterated in that game, then they probably drop down. So, uh, although the latest, uh, playoff predict- projections that I think I've seen had both Michigan and Ohio state in, uh, from a lot of the, the pundits. So, um, that seems a little hard to believe, uh, but who knows? So, um, yeah, but uh, it's again, as we've said in previous weeks, it's nice that the Pac-12 has like a proper champ. If they're going to do a conference championship, it's going to be the two best teams, which is great. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that'll be a fun game. And we'll be two highly ranked teams. I think we should also yeah. say that so, uh, there are six teams ranked in the 
college football playoff rankings. Yeah. We're the only conference with six teams in the rankings this yeah. week. Yeah. We're the best conference in America. Number Not one. Everyone know that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why USC and UCLA would leave this. <laughs> yeah. We're so good. Um, Speaking of non-conference, of conferences, we're playing a non-conference game <laughs> yeah. against a team that's not in a conference. A team Our that doesn't play week, conference games, yeah. Conferences are out the window for yeah. <laughs> the BYU Cougars. We're playing BYU this week to end the season. I, I guess a nice change from like playing Notre Dame or UCLA to end the season. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. Uh, we haven't played BYU in a while. Um and like we've played them a couple times in the past. Uh, is it really only those two times? Uh, it was 2003 and 2004. That's um, what Wikipedia has. There you go. So we beat them both times. One of them was in uh, in Utah and the, the other one was at home. Um, we actually kind of crushed them at home. Um, uh, you know, so long time ago, though, almost 20 years bring, ago. Bring back uh, Buddy Tevens. <laughs> yeah, those were Buddy Tevens teams. Um so BYU is favored in this one by six and a half as of right now, um, with an over under of fifty seven and a half, which would end up being about thirty two to twenty five uh, BYU victory. Um, there's simply no way we're going to score twenty five points. So <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Um, so uh, BYU was uh, six and five on the season. They started out very highly ranked. Uh, they were up to number 12 in the AP poll in week three and then lost uh, at Oregon. Um, and then a, a couple weeks later, they lost to Notre Dame, which we all know how embarrassing that is. Um, the, and then, they, you know, they had a handful of other losses. They lost Arkansas, Liberty, East Carolina. These are not like impressive losses exactly but they did beat baylor early in the season it's one of the reasons that they were highly ranked and they did beat boise state which is an eight win team uh boise state so far so it's a good boise state team that they just beat um so uh you know they've already got six wins so they will go to a bowl game um but uh, of course there's the the joke that um since they're independent we are now guaranteed to finish with only one power five win on the season, that being Arizona state. So, um, this is what happens when you schedule independence. Um, so there you go. So yeah, they're going to join the big 12, uh, next season, but for now they are an independent. Um, so what do we know about the BYU Cougars? Uh, I mean, so aside from the fact they started the season very highly ranked, I think they opened the season ranked number 25 and then sort of collapsed. Uh, they are offensively quite strong. They're 16 nationally in yards per play. Uh, 21 nationally in rush yards per play, 29 in pass yards per play. So the rushing, similar to Utah USC rankings, passing similar to US, UCLA and Oregon State. Um, they're 23rd overall in completion percentage, and they are ninth in the country in turnovers lost, 16th in sacks allowed. So I would not expect us to get any turnovers or or any sacks based on or stop them in any way whatsoever. (laughs) It seems like this is going to be a struggle maybe for our defense, Yep, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, QB Jaron Hall has over 3000 yards this season, 29 touchdowns to only six interceptions. Hence the low number of turnovers lost. Yeah. Uh, and he can run pretty well, which we always know how Stanford classically does against a quarterback with yep. any mobility. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've also got uh, running back Christopher Brooks averages 6.4 yards per carry. I think you can probably write him down for 10 plus yards per carry in this one. Uh, 
And then uh, a handful of wide receivers who are having big seasons, Puka Nakua, uh, Keanu Hill, Cody Epps, they each have over five touchdowns, over 35 catches, 40 catches. Um, so they can move the ball. Um, it's uh, it's not good. Uh, it doesn't look good for, for our defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other side of the ball, they're not great. They're only 111 right. nationally in yards allowed per play. Uh, but... I don't think that matters, right? With our with our offense, yeah, uh, the way we are. I think, and since we're approaching the end of the season, we thought it would be fun to look at some of uh, Stanford's terrible stats. First, though, a couple <laughs> couple things Stanford has been good at this year were fourteenth uh, in fewest penalties per game. So, good job cleaning up all those procedure penalties. Those are smart guys. They're so smart. Uh, our red zone defense also surprisingly good. Twenty second in red zone defense. Good. Don't know if that's like we're allowing lots of touchdowns <laughs> yeah. from out of the red zone. I guess we have no one needs to get into the red zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, hilariously, we are 24th and third down defense. We are last in the nation among <laughs> FBS teams in fourth down defense. Yeah. <laughs> number 24 in third down defense, number 131 in fourth down defense. It's so, amazing. Everyone so can, no one's, knows they can go for it. It's four down territory anywhere on the field. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, like no one's uh, trying that hard to convert on third down because we're just going to get it on fourth down anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think as we've talked about before, before, our offense is 109th scoring offense, 113th rushing offense, 124th in turnover margin. So both we give up a lot of turnovers and don't get very many on the defensive side. We're 113th in scoring defense, which is actually kind of surprising that our scoring defense is technically ranked worse than our scoring offense. Yeah. Uh, would not have <laughs> guessed that uh, 124th in rushing defense. Uh, so very the entire team bottom, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, it's been like this all season too. Every time for every, every single game when we're looking at these stats, we've been down at the bottom in these stats all season. It's been consistent. Um, there've been a couple of highlights from the defense during the season, those two wins. Um, but this has really been, um, consistently bad. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we've got some we have injury updates for this week. Yeah. Quick, the couple notes to Kendall Williamson, Patrick Fields and Jake Hornybrook are all out. I'm actually not sure. I think Williamson maybe played in big game. Uh, I think Fields did not. Uh, and the Caillou Bukele who, uh, had another one of his mixed games against Cal is questionable this week. Uh, hopefully he plays because it is senior day and I think it will be his last game in Stanford. So it'd be good for him to get to play, I guess. Yep. Um, but nothing too super notable. Nothing that I think would change our expectations. I was going to note, you know, we mentioned that it's senior night. We do have a couple players who uh, were who accepted invites to the senior bowl, oh, yeah. uh, inclu- including Caillou Blue Kelly, uh, but then also Elijah Higgins and Michael Wilson. Uh, so hopefully Wilson can be uh, healthy, get back uh, to, to being healthy for that. Um, but uh, obviously we, you know, congrats to those guys and uh, we, we wish them well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's senior night. Not quite what these outgoing seniors would have wanted from their uh, their time at Stanford these last uh, these last four seasons or so, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, kind of a, 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 a anticlimactic end to a season. Um, but uh, you know, congrats to those guys for for graduating. Um, 
So let's let's enough about BYU. Let's talk about other games uh, coming up this week. Um, you mentioned there's still six teams in uh, there. There's six teams in the college football playoff rankings from the from the Pac-12. Um, we got a couple games on Friday uh, yeah. this week. We've got uh, Arizona State at Arizona uh, for the Territorial Cup. Bit of a pillow fight, uh, although. Arizona has at least, yeah. you know, looked okay Arizona's, lately. I think definitely a tier above like the us Cal Colorado. Yeah, Arizona this would be a State. better a better like, pillow fight than our pillow fight yeah. was. Well, probably, Arizona yeah. State, Arizona I could also just crush them. I think might be yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and then yeah. uh, number eighteen UCLA, they've they've dropped to number eighteen. They're favored by ten at Cal. Yeah. Uh, I based on how Cal looked against us, I feel like UCLA might destroy them. Yeah. We should destroy them. So it's another Friday game and on Saturday. We've got the Civil War Oregon number nine Oregon. It's not it's what do they call by, it now? It's not called that anymore. It's not, what, I, they don't have a new name. It's, so the, that's what we're using the for, the, the game uh, formerly known as the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine Oregon favored by three against number twenty one Oregon State. Only three. Only three. Oregon State's yeah. looked good the last few games, and yeah, it's in Corvallis. That may, I mean. I feel like the Beavs would love to play spoiler and oh, for knock, sure. knock Oregon out of the championship game. Although even more so if Oregon had been like sitting pretty for a playoff spot, which oh, they no true. longer are. Um, but yeah, three points. That's uh, it's not much, but anything can happen in that game. Um, Utah is at Colorado in the, you know, mountain rivalry. I don't even know if they, how much, <laughs> how much they regard each yet. other as rivalries, uh, as rivals. Uh, yeah. Utah is up to number 10. Uh, they are favored by, 29 and a half at Colorado. The way Colorado has looked the last few games, probably Utah is going to cover that. Um, yeah. That's a, uh, it's big spread, but Colorado has been real bad. Um, and then I, I think probably our, our favorite game of the week, number 15, Notre Dame is playing at <laughs> number six, USC. USC is favored by five and a half. USC is like on the cusp <laughs> of the playoff. <laughs> Playing at home against a team that lost to us, <laughs> and they're favored I'll, by five and a half. I guess I should pay more attention to what Notre Dame has done since <laughs> losing to us. Because how on earth is that team ranked number fifteen? I get they like creamed Clemson. Yeah. That doesn't tell me Notre Dame is good. That tells no. me the ACC is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they like beat up on Boston College last week. And like, yeah, it's, what the the loss, the home loss to us is a disqualifying event <laughs> for being taken seriously. That's uh, the, I can't believe they're ranked number 15. That, that, that that's incredible. Um, USC I, should just crush Notre Dame in this game, right? If, if USC doesn't win by like 30, yeah. <laughs> they, they do not deserve to make the playoff. I'll be there with the Michigan and Ohio state, both in the playoff. People. How do you feel about putting money on USC? Like to feel bad, like, like if you had to actually, no, to I, actually I wouldn't bet on them. Money. But like, I mean, actually, against Notre Dame, maybe it's against Notre Dame because I hate both of them. But the, yeah, the line probably moved toward Notre Dame because it always does. Yeah. Um, and then the the last game is the Apple Cup. Uh, Washington, number thirteen, Washington is at Wazoo. Uh, Wazoo has like actually put together a pretty solid season. Um, you know, they're not like so good that they should be putting fifty on us. Uh, but uh, you know. That's a that's a decent team, uh, kind of upper half of the of the conference kind of team. So, but UW favored by only two, 
when they have an, I believe, an outside shot at being in the Pac-12 championship yeah, game. I mean, so again, I'm sure the Cougs would love to spoil all of that. I also don't know. Right. I haven't looked at the bowl pecking order, but I would guess that there's still like uh, room for movement in like what bowl yeah. these sort of uh, not playing for the championship teams, but like uh, still bowl eligible teams would be playing for. So there yep. might be a chance to knock somebody down to the LA bowl and <laughs> pull yourself up to uh to a Vegas the, bowl. The Jimmy Kimmel like bowl. That. Is is anyone going to go to the Gasparilla bowl after all this? I, I think it depends. I think maybe not if we send too many teams to New Year's six, six games. Shaw should lobby for an invite. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to the Gasparilla bowl, man. Um, so yeah, so that's all the other games this week, uh, around the conference. So then that, you know, the, the last thing that we wanted to talk about, uh, for this episode is now that the season is coming to an end, it's been another disappointing season kind of start to finish really. Um, last year was also very disappointing apart from a couple of bright spots, skip ahead past the COVID year. The year before that was also terrible. Um, this has been a lot of bad football in the last four years. Um, we are kind of hoping, as we've said in previous episodes, that something will change, uh, that, you know, somebody gets fired or resigns or something, anything that recognizes that this is unacceptable to continue as is. Um, so the question is like, when do you think we're going to hear something if at all, one way or the other? So I, I feel like. We probably discussed this on our non-existent sister basketball podcast, but last year <laughs> after our team, our basketball team had their uh, annual uh, uh, fail in the <laughs> Pac-12 tournament, yeah. uh, I think it was like the next day that Muir, maybe even like the, that day that Muir had some statement about like, oh, we trust in the young players on this team and Jared Haas's recruiting. So we're, even though the performance has been unacceptable, we're giving right. him another chance or whatever. It's acceptable enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if Shaw was, is being kept for sure, I feel like that would, like I would expect the next day we'd see something. Yeah. Uh, Some kind of similar vote of confidence from, yeah. yeah. Something of like, Get your names in the transfer portal now because he's not going away. Yep. Uh, so I think if the longer we don't hear that kind of vote of confidence, the better. Um, Interesting. What, what I'm not sure is I don't know, like, for assistance. That's where I'm like, he could say, well, we're sticking with Shaw because of I don't make up a reason, uh, something <laughs> nonsense. But like, yeah. I don't know necessarily. Does that mean that that? Tavita's job is safe, other than the fact that Shaw doesn't fire anyone. Right. Interesting that you th- you think that like if we don't hear anything that might be a good sign. But I feel like in a lot of in like any sane athletic department, maybe yeah. I shouldn't say sane because like some athletic departments are just like so quick to fire guys that like it's it's not you know that's not really a good point of comparison. But a lot of the time, it's like if a change needs to be made, you do it quickly so that you can, you know, get your search started and like not yes. miss out on good candidates who are, who are coming available. Um, because like any really solid candidate is going to have interviews lined up and then 
like and the, I, like the good jobs are are gonna go. You know, you gotta. I guess, you gotta I guess act the quickly. way that I would put it is that if we if we hear something quickly, one way it will be one way or the other. Yeah. And if we don't hear anything quickly, then I feel like it is more likely their athletic department is negotiating, making Sean an advisor. I don't know, doing something weird to like fire him, but in a gentle way. But my worry is that if we don't hear anything, it's because we're not going to hear anything. You know what I mean? Like last <laughs> year, make no statement. Yes, that like nothing. Uh. Like because because like why should anything change? We don't need to put out a statement because we're already happy with where things are. Um, that's like, that's the worry for me. So like, there's kind of like a, there's like a, I like, I, I hope we hear something very quickly. And if we don't, there's going to be a, a long period of time where I'm like holding my breath and like, yeah, oh no, God, I feel like our, even RAD isn't so bumbling that they wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Like they must know <laughs> that everyone wants him fired. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's been interesting looking at like the the message boards and people are saying that they're like canceling their season tickets after decades. You know, people are like have had it with this. Um, I was asking you earlier, like if you if you were planning to do the same thing, and I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like uh, I, I do think um, if you're if you're listening and you care about Stanford football, you should write your letters to the yeah. AD or the president or whoever and. Tell to the alumni wanna, association, like yeah. to, to, yeah, but like make it clear that like, if you're the kind of person who cares enough to have been listening to us do this <laughs> 12 times this season, you're the kind of person who cares enough to reach out to the athletic department and tell them this isn't good enough. So, um, please and do tell that. them, <laughs> tell them the only reason you still pay attention is because of the gate 13. <laughs> we got a very kind of kind email from, uh, JW. In DC, uh, asking us not to quit is really the only reason he still pays attention. To which I'm like, no, you should stop paying attention if nothing changes. <laughs> we will, yeah, we're gonna stop paying attention. Yeah, um, yeah. write your, uh, write your, your, write the athletic director, write the alumni association, write your congressperson. I don't know, like just <laughs> write, get a hold of somebody, tweet at the 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 at the AD. I don't know, like. Hopefully the empty stadium is makes it clear enough that like people have lost interest if the team is this bad. Um, but probably still like, you know, aggressively letting them know is a, is a good thing too. So um, our fingers are crossed. They were last year too. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we got for gate 13 podcast episode number 69 music by super Dave. Nice. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Gate13Podcast, or you can send an email to Gate13Podcast at gmail.com. The season finale against BYU is this Saturday at 8 p.m. Pacific at Stanford Stadium, broadcast on FS1. We'll be back for a season recap episode sometime in December after the Pac-12 championship game. Unless we find out any coaches are getting fired. Pop the champagne, emergency (laughs) podcast. I guess we no. get a lot of money if they make the playoff. What, who's going to get the money? Muir? It's going to be like a bonus to Shaw or something. It's like in his contract <laughs> that if USC wins a natty, Shaw gets a raise of $2 bucks.